Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. Well, praise the Lord, everyone. God bless you. We're so happy and excited to have you with us this evening. Oh, I just want everybody to just take a deep breath. Just inhale. And then thank God that you're able to exhale. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this segment of When Christian Speak Talk Radio. This is His Abounding Grace Podcast, and I am yours truly, Minister Van. We're so excited and delighted to have you join us tonight, and I personally count it a privilege to be part of this wonderful network ministry called When Christians Speak, Talk Radio. We expect people's lives to be changed in such a way that you'll go out and you'll help make a difference in someone else's life. So our prayer is that this message will encourage you to strengthen your relationship with God, and if you do not have a personal relationship with him through his son, Jesus Christ. Our prayer is that this message will convict you and touch your heart in such a way that you will want to get to know Jesus for yourself. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord. We just thank you, Lord God, for another opportunity to get it right. We thank you, Lord God, for another opportunity to serve you. We thank you, Lord God, for another opportunity, Lord God, to bring your word, Father. You said in your word, when it goes forth, it would never, never return until you board. It would go out and accomplish that which you have purpose for it to accomplish. So we thank you, dear God, for that. We ask that all hearts and minds are open to receive your word, Lord God, and that there will be no distractions, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, that they'll not just hear your word, but they'll go out and do what your word says. We ask right now for a special blessing on all those who are uh, with listening tonight, Lord God, and that we know we realize there are so many needs out there, Lord God, but you know the needs of each of your people, Father. So I pray over them right now, Lord God, that if there's healing needed, Lord God, we thank you that you're in the house. You're always in the house, Lord God, because you are our doctor, Lord God. If there's legal counsel that needs to be done, Lord God, we thank you that you are our lawyer, Father. We thank you for that in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, because you are a mind regulator, Lord God. You are a heart fixer, Father. We stand before you right now, Lord God, in awe of just who you are. For there is nothing impossible for you, God. For you said in your word, Lord God, that if we believe, all things are possible. Lord, we thank you, Lord God. We thank you for that. And we give you all the honor, all the glory, and all the praise. Because you 
and you alone are worthy to be praised. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Our message tonight, our topic tonight is, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Lord, I believe. And would you help my unbelief? We're going to go to Matthew, I'm sorry, to Mark, the ninth chapter of Mark, of Mark. And we'll start with the 14th verse. So if you're not, if you have your Bible, if you would open it. Um, um, if you're not where you can read, um, read the word, you can just listen and just hear along with us. That would be fine. But Mark, the ninth chapter, 14th verse starts, and when they came to the disciples, talking about Jesus and his um with, and, and some of the other people that were with him, when they came to the disciples, they saw a great crowd around them and scribes arguing with them. And immediately all the crowd, when they saw him, talking about Jesus, were greatly amazed. And they ran up to him and greeted him. And he asked them, what, what are you arguing? And someone from the crowd answered, Teacher, I brought my son to, to you, for he has a spirit that makes him mute, and whatever it seizes him, it throws him down, and he forms, and he grinds his teeth, and he becomes rigid. So I asked your disciples to cast it out, but they weren't able to do so, and Jesus answers to them, oh, faithless generation, how long am I to be with you? How long am I to bear with you? Bring them to me. So the 21st says, and they brought the boy to Jesus. And when the spirit saw Jesus, immediately convulsed, convulsed the boy. He fell on the ground. He rolled about, foaming at the mouth. And Jesus asked his father, how long has this been happening to him? And his father replied, from childhood. All the cast him into fire, into water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said, if you can, if you can, Jesus says, all things are possible for one who believes. Immediately the father of the child cried out and said, I believe. Help my unbelief. So he says to Jesus, if you can, mm. how oftentimes have you thought to yourself, I know I believe that God is able I know I believe that God's desire is for me to be healed, is for me to be in good health even as my soul prospers. I know I believe that God's desire is for me to be in a healthy relationship. I know that God desires that I be financially sound. I know all these things. I know I believe that he can do it, but have you ever been there? Lord, I believe. Please help my unbelief. You see, it's, is it a matter of whether he would do it or is it a matter of your faith? Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Is it heart knowledge or head knowledge? Jesus said to him, you faithless, faithless people, how long must I be with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. And, of course, they, as I read earlier, they brought the boy to Jesus and the evil spirit sees Jesus and throws the child and to a bout of convulsion, and he falls to the ground. How many know that the devil can't stand to be in the presence of Jesus? The word of God lets us know that at the name of Jesus, the enemy flees. Can you imagine what this evil spirit felt 
when it saw the very physical presence of Jesus, what a powerful name, Jesus. How long has this been happening, Jesus, asked the boy's father, and he replies, since he was a little boy. And I want to focus in on that 23rd verse. Jesus says, what do you mean, if I can? Anything is possible if a person believes. And the father cries out in the 24th verse, I do believe, but help me overcome my belief. You see, when Jesus saw the crowd of onlookers was growing, he rebuked, this is in the 20, picked up the 25th verse, he rebuked the evil spirit. He said, listen, you spirit that makes this boy unable to hear and speak, I command you to come out of this child and never enter him again. Then the spirit screamed and threw the boy into another valid convulsion and left him. The boy appeared to be dead. A murmur ran through the crowd as people said he's dead. But Jesus, but Jesus, took him by the hand, helped him to his feet, and he stood up. The boy appeared to be dead, but just a touch from Jesus, this same Jesus who took this boy by the hand and helped him to his feet, is the very same Jesus that can turn around any situation for your good. Well, what the enemy means for evil, God can turn it around for your good. You see, I may not know what you're experiencing right now, my sisters, but guess who does know? God knows. I may not understand what you're going through right now, my brother, what you are going through right now, right now, right now, right this very moment, but guess who knows? God knows. I may not know how long you've been dealing with that dead situation, but God knows, God cares, and he's well able to make an escape route for you. I believe in the Father, I believe in the Son, and I believe in the Holy Spirit. I believe that with God all things are possible. I believe that he is willing to do far more than I could ever ask or think. I believe believe all of this. But in this particular situation, Lord, I need your help. Have you ever been there? I believe all that. I know what the Word of God says. I know what it says. But in this particular situation, Lord God, I need your help. So please help my unbelief. My heart knows you can, but my head just won't let me rest. Doesn't Jesus know where you are? Doesn't he know your heart? Doesn't he know your struggles? Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. So where is your faith when you're standing in the race, in the midst of a raging storm? I want to go to Luke, the eighth chapter. And start at 22nd verse. This is Luke 8, chapter, very, very familiar passage of Scripture when Jesus calms the storm. One day Jesus said to his disciples, and I want you to get this, let us cross to the other side of the lake. So they got in the boat and they started out. As they sailed across, Jesus settled down for a nap. But soon a fierce storm came down on the lake. The boat was filling with water, and they were in real danger. The disciples went and woke Jesus up, shouting, Master, Master, we're going to drown. Jesus wakes up. He rebukes the wind and the raging waves. Suddenly, didn't take no time. Suddenly, the storm stopped, and all was calm. Then Jesus asked his disciples, where's your faith? The disciples were terrified and amazed. Who is this man? What manner of man is this? They asked each other. 
When he gives a command, even the winds and waves obey him. At the very beginning of this text in verse 22, Jesus says to his disciples, let us cross to the other side of the lake. Then a storm arises. Why didn't the disciples remember all the miracles that Jesus had performed? You see, they vivid him day in and day out. What made them doubt who he was or what he could do? What made them shake with fear and doubt trembling? What elements were working in their lives that they needed to wake up their master? When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and the raging waves. Suddenly the storm stopped and all was calm. The disciples terrified, who is this man? Lord, I believe. I believe in the God of all gods. I believe that you are the creator of all the earth, the universe. I believe, Lord God, that you are the doctor of all doctors. Maybe you're going through a health situation right now, and you're saying to God, Lord, I believe, but, Lord, I know I need to deal with this fear right now. But, God, I know your word says you have not given me the spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of a sound mind. Lord, I believe, but help me. Help me, Lord. Lord, I believe that you are the lawyer in the courtroom. I do believe that you are a mind regulator and a heart transformer. Lord, I believe that you are a God of miracles, but could you please help my unbelief? You see, because I'm born again, my heart knows what is the right thing to do. But oftentimes, my head gets in the way. That's why the word tells us to renew our minds daily. Let this mind be in you that is also in Christ Jesus. Yet, even though my head, my, I'm sorry, even though my heart knows the right thing to do, the right thing to believe, I oftentimes find myself struggling between, between two opinions. But don't beat up on yourself so much because the Apostle Paul, the great Apostle Paul, stayed in Galatians. He talked about struggling between two opinions. He talked about in Galatians, um, the, uh, the verse the 14th, where the, he talks about the trouble is not with the law, but it is spiritual and good. The trouble is with me, for I am all too human, a slave to sin. But the 18th verse says, and I know that nothing good lives in me. That is, nothing good lives in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. But if I do what I don't want to do, I am not really the one doing wrong. It is the sin living in me that does it. I have discovered, the Apostle Paul says, I have discovered this principle of life that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart, but there is another power within me that is at war with my mind, with my mind. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. Oh, what a miserable person I am, he says. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Thank God he answers his own questions. Thank God the answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. So you see, in my mind, I really want to obey God's law. But because of my sinful nature, I'm a slave to sin. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Let this become a daily prayer for you, that no matter what the situation is, no matter what you're going through, be real. Get real with God. Ask him to strengthen you in this area. Let him know that your desire is to trust him completely without reservation. 
God is the one who gives strength in any situation. Ask him to help your unbelief. You see, John 10, 10, Jesus speaks here, and he tells us that the thief comes not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. But Jesus says, but I come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. If you let him, he'll steal your joy. If you let him, he'll kill your dreams. If you let him, he will destroy your witness and your testimony. So oftentimes, we've been made to feel like we're weak if we ask for help. But don't you realize that your weakness is made strong in Christ? Then Jesus tells us in 1 Peter 5, 7, to cast all of our cares upon him, for he cares for us. Why is this so hard to do, my sister? Let's pause for a minute and think about that. Why is it so hard to do? We could talk a good talk, but do we really trust him? We could sing a good song, but do we really trust him? There's an old, old song that says, take your burdens to the Lord and leave them there. If you trust and never doubt, he will surely bring you out. Take your burdens to the Lord and leave them there. All those words are so true, but when the glory gets rough, do we still live out these words? Do we still trust him? Or would we rather stress about the situation? Of course, we don't want to stress. We don't mean to stress, but it just happens because we need to renew our minds. Lord, I believe. Please help my unbelief. We know our thoughts and our words should be pleasing to God. We know our thoughts and our words should be faith-filled, but we still have stress to overtake us. If we are overcomers through Christ and the word of God lets us know we are, why is it that we allow situations and life challenges to dictate how we're going to live. Have we learned nothing from past experiences? When we look back over our lives, don't we realize that if it hadn't been for the Lord on our side, we would have been defeated a long time ago. Do past experiences teach you anything? Didn't God take care of the other problems? That one you had last year, that one you had last month, that one you had last week, did not God take care of that? Don't you know it's the same God that took care of those problems last year, last month, last week, and perhaps even last night? There's the same God that's with you right now. For he said, I never leave you and I will never forsake you. So he's the same God that's with you now, and he's the same God that will take care of that problem. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Don't you know that the same God told you to cast your cares on him is waiting with arms outstretched? even now. If you go into his outstretched arms, my sister, don't you know there is no need to worry? For he's your covering. He's your protector. He's your shield. His desire is to take care of you. Let's think about this thing for a moment. Subconsciously, when you are faced with a dilemma or a difficult situation, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? First thing. Is it, okay, God, I'm handing over this situation to you right now? Or do you allow anxiety to take root in your mind? Do you allow anxiety to get you to get become grow and get bigger and bigger until it grows monumental? And then as an afterthought, after you think you've done all you can do, then you go, God, okay, this is yours, and I give it to you now. Hmm. What about Matthew 6.33 that says, 
Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all things will follow. So to put things in perspective, when you become stressed or anxious, you've moved from a spiritual state of mind to a physical state of mind. You've stepped over into a state of doubt, a state of unbelief. Sure, if asked, you'll say, I know God can take care of this, but in your mind you're wondering if he will. Oh, you believe that he can do it, but are you trusting him to do it? Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Let's get real. Unless you renew your mind daily with those things that only come from God, the stress and anxiety of just living in this world of sin will consume you. Second Corinthians 10, 5 tells us to cast down imaginations and every high thing that exhausts itself against what? Against the knowledge of God and bring it into captivity every thought for the obedience of Christ. In other words, every time you get a negative thought, first cast it down in the name of Jesus. Then replace it with the scripture. Replace it with the word of God. If thoughts of doubt and anxiety come to your mind, cast it down into the imagination that exhausts itself against the knowledge of God. Then replace it with scriptures such as 2 Timothy 1.7, for God has not given me the spirit of fear. As thoughts of despair, gloom, and doom come into your mind, first cast it down. It's an imagination that exhausts itself against the knowledge of God. Then replace it with scriptures like Colossians 1.27, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. If thoughts of loneliness comes into your mind, first cast it down. It's an imagination that exhausts itself against the knowledge of God. Then you place it with scriptures like John 14, where Jesus says, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Struggling with unbelief, renew your mind daily with the word of God. Get this. You must stay grounded in the word. You must stay grounded in the word. I'm going to give you an example of something that happened to me recently. I had the Lord um, allow me to see this as an illustration of staying grounded in the word. Recently, I had a back procedure done, and as the, I was, the nurse was prepping me for the procedure, she placed a patch on the middle of my back, and it wasn't where the procedure was going to be. And so I asked her, as curious as I am, I'm always asking the medical folk, what are y'all doing? So I asked her, what, what, what's this? what is this patch for? And she said, it's to ground you so you won't get electrocuted. And I said, what? If I don't put this patch there, then you'd be electrocuted. So it's to ground you so you would not get electrocuted. The patch, that patch, was a protection against danger. Staying grounded in the word of God is protection against danger. It keeps our mind focused so it doesn't become a breeding ground for doubt, distrust, unbelief. Staying grounded in the word of God helps us stay anchored so that when stuff happens, and we know life happens, we have the confidence to know that everything is already all right. Staying grounded in the word of God shields us from becoming victim to fear. It shields us from so many things. Staying grounded in the word of God. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Staying grounded in the word of God. We remind us to cast all of our cares on Jesus, First Peter 5, 7. Staying grounded in the word of God will remind us to walk by faith and not by sight, 2 Corinthians 5, 7. 
stay grounded in the word of God will remind us that we are redeemed from the hands of the enemy, Psalms 107. Staying grounded by the word of God will remind us that we are already healed. By his stripes, we are healed, 1 Peter 2, 24. You see, when Satan sends you a negative thought that causes you to wear, say to yourself, oh, no, oh, no, self, Jesus stripes. Remember Matthew 6, chapter, in the 27th verse. Which of you, Jesus says, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto your statue? Can add one cubit unto your statue? Don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will take care of itself. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. What are some barriers that prevent us from truly trusting God, from truly putting our confidence in God, from truly walking by faith and not by sight? Should there be hidden barriers that are causing your unbelief? Are there things going on in your life that are weighing heavy on you and causing your focus to be diverted elsewhere? Hmm. And still trusting and believing God, taking him at his word, are there barriers that are getting in the way? Barriers such as, and we tell but not allow us to go into each of these. But let's just think about this for a minute. What are some of these barriers? Could it be unconfessed sin? Hmm. Could it be unforgiveness? What about sin of omission, getting in God's way? Hmm. Think about that. There are so many barriers. Unconfessed sin, for example. First John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, what? He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. And to do what? To cleanse us from all unrighteousness, unconfessed sins. You know that little thing you did way back then and you didn't think God even noticed? It's been so long ago you haven't even given it a second thought lately. But you never, ever asked for forgiveness. Sure, you're saved, but did you say, I'm sorry about that, Lord? Oh, it was such a petty little thing. It just didn't dawn on me to simply ask for forgiveness. Why there is... No question that your unconfessed sin displeases God. It is your stubbornness to admit that you sin, whatever it is, and your failure to seek forgiveness that displeases him more. For you see, the moment you ask for forgiveness, truly forgiveness from your heart, your slate is wiped clean and you're forgiven. You can't hide behind any unconfessed sins. This includes sins of omission as well as sins of commission. I should have done something, but I chose to ignore that situation. Hmm. I should have responded differently. Instead, I snapped at that person. Hmm. I deliberately ignored someone's cry for help instead of praying about how I could be that helper. Hmm. You know you heard the Holy Spirit's quiet, still voice telling you to do such and such, but you refused to heed that voice. Hmm. Perhaps it's been 2 o'clock in the morning and you're suddenly wide awake. Is God telling you to pray for such and such a person? Do you have the strong urge to pray for someone? Do you keep seeing someone's face, but you're tired, you want to just crawl back up under the covers and go back to sleep and say, I'll pray for them in the morning? A sin of omission. Did that brother say something to you that just didn't set right with you, so you told him off, making excuses for yourself, saying things like, I know I'm just in one of my moods. Hmm. And you never apologize for your nasty, short-tempered response, a sin of omission. Well, I'm here to tell you tonight, it's not too late. For as long as you have breath in your body, it's not too late to get it right. Thank God for second chances. 
Isaiah 118, the word of God lets us know, come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. To forgive us for any and all sins, but we've got to go to him and we've got to ask for forgiveness with a clean heart. Ask him to search your heart as David did in Psalms 139. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And if there be anything wicked in me, Lord, please lead me to the way everlasting. Hmm. Lord, help me, please. Help me, Lord. Help my unbelief. You keep trying to patch up old wounds by covering up with old bandages. Why not trust God to heal your wounds totally? Why don't you go ahead and forgive? God will make it right. He'll heal your wounds, not just put a Band-Aid on it. He'll clean it out real good, and there won't be any scars, any residue left behind. He'll replace it with such joy, such peace. Mm. Don't live in the shadows of yesterday. Don't do that. Forgive others. Time again, but this is true. Forgiveness is for yourself. It's not for others. Don't live in the shadows of yesterday. Hmm. There's so much more about this. Lord, help my unbelief. You know, Hebrews 11, chapter 6, verse says, For without faith it is impossible to please God. But we allow situations to make us anxious or, or stressed. What we're really doing is shifting the burden from God's strong shoulders to our own weak shoulders. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief, Lord God. Stress, worry, does not come from God. Why do we accept things that don't come from God? If it doesn't come from God, then where does it come from? Think about that for a minute. Let's take a look at what happens to the physical when we move from a healthy, concerned attitude to an oppressive, crippling attitude in the world of wearing. Can't sleep? Feel guilty whenever you try to relax? Are afraid, afraid of something all the time? Feeling panicky in certain situations? Refusing to look at your feelings or you're blaming others for everything? We got to get out of God's way and let him be God. Don't take your eyes off God and believe in God so he'll never fail you. Don't get in God's way. God doesn't need an assistant. We know we all are guilty of getting in God's way at one time or another, but get this. Get out of God's way and thank him for second chances. Ask him to rekindle your faith in him. Fear no evil, for isn't God still with you? Remember his rod and his staff comforts you still? Remember his eyes are on the sparrow, and he does watch over each of us every moment, every moment. Don't you know that you are created in God's own image? Doesn't that make you special? Cast those cares on him. Matthew's 11th chapter, the 28th and the 31st says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls, for my easy and my burden is light. Come to Jesus. He knows life isn't easy for us. He knows we'll get weary sometimes, and yet, because he knows everything, he knows when, even before it happens. He knows sometimes the road's going to get rough for us and the hills are going to get hard to climb sometimes. 
He knows when we think we've gotten to the end of our road. He knows this, and therefore he has made a provision for us. He says, if you come to me, I will carry your burden, I will carry your load, and you can rest. You can rest. Hmm. And you can rest. That's something to think about. He wants us to stop wearing the rest. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Do you really know, sis, how special you are to God? Do you really know how much he loves you? Do you really believe that you were predestined to succeed in Christ? In Christ. Scripture says, if God be for us, who can be against us? Do you believe his word? Do you believe his word? Mm, mm, mm. We can come to God at any time. We have unconditional access to God through his son, Jesus Christ. We don't need to stand in any long lines. We don't need to wait to get a glimpse of him passing by. We don't need an appointment. We don't need a top-secret clearance. We don't need to worry about how we look or how we sound. We can be real and raw with God. We have unlimited free access, no charge, to come to God through Jesus. Full, unconditional access to God to say, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Help me, Lord God. I want to stand firm on your word in this situation, Lord God. I want to stand firm. The word of God tells us in Philippians 4, 6, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Let your request be made known unto God. He's awesome. He's awesome. He's so awesome in all his ways. I think we just need to take a moment, pause, and just give him praise right where you are right now. Let's just praise him because who he is. Let's just praise him because how awesome he is. Let's just give him the glory and the praises he's so deserving of. His word says, if we lift him up, he will draw all men unto him. Can you just lift your hands if you're able to and praise God? Praise him because he's so good. Praise him because he's so worthy. Something happens in the atmosphere when we let go and let God and begin to praise him. We can get past weary when we praise him. Praising God makes us forget about our problems because you cannot focus on the goodness of God and focus on your problems at the same time. It just not it won't happen. Praise him at all times, regardless of the situation. Praising God is definitely a sure enough way to get rid of weary. Praising God. Let this be your daily prayer. Lord, I thank you for being my refuge and my strength. Lord, I thank you for always being there for me. A very present help in my time of trouble. Lord, you know my struggles, but I thank you that in spite of everything, you're still with me. You still love me. You still carry me. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I believe. Thank you, Lord God, for helping my unbelief. Thank you, Lord God, for helping my unbelief. Spend time in the word of God. Spend time praising him. Spend time worshiping him thanking him, and spend time just listening, waiting to hear his voice, listening to his precious voice. Just let them know that you're here and you're willing to wait on him. Now, there may be some of you that have been listening and are thankful that you've been listening still, but you haven't made that most important decision in your life. I want to tell you right now, you can be made whole by accepting Jesus Christ as his Savior at this very moment. 
So if you're not saved, if you're not repented of your sins and accepted Jesus into your heart, if you are not 100% sure you will spend eternity in heaven, listen up. And for those of you who are saved, for those of you who are 100% sure, don't leave us now. Be praying for those who are not. Be interceding for them right now, please, if you will. Nobody can save you but Jesus. There's only one way to God, and that's through his son, Jesus Christ. John 14, 6, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Acts 4th chapter in the 12th verse, neither is there salvation in any other. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Are you saved? Are you saved? Are you born again? Have you made the peace of the Lord? Romans 10, 9 says that if thou shalt confess that mouth, the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So the first thing you need to do is admit that you are a sinner. Romans 3, 10 says, for as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. Be willing to turn from your sins. Believe that Jesus Christ died for you, that he was buried and that he rose from the dead. Romans 10, 10 says, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Through prayer right now, my brother, right now, my sister, you can invite Jesus into your life to become your personal Savior, and then you start a wonderful, brand-new life right now. For Romans 10, 13 says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, shall be saved. You will. Right now, pray this prayer with me sincerely from your heart. Just repeat after me. Dear God, I am a sinner, and I need your forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ shed his precious blood and died for my sin. I am willing to turn from sin I now invite Christ to come into my heart and life as my personal Savior. Well, if you just did that, if you just trusted Jesus as your personal Savior, you have just begun a wonderful brand new life with him. But it doesn't stop there, you see. Get a Bible and read your Bible every day to get to know Jesus for yourself. Talk to God in prayer every day. Then find a local church where Christ is preached and the Bible is the final authority be baptized, worship and fellowship, and serve with other Christians. And tell others about the good news about Jesus Christ. Don't be selfish with this. Amen. All right, let us go to God and close out in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for your word that's gone forth. We thank you the souls that have reached out to you, Lord God, and the angels in heaven are rejoicing over that new soul right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father, for all those who have listened to your word, Lord God, and that they're, they're, they're right now, Lord God, continuing to serve you, Lord God. That they're right now, Lord God, continuing to strive to walk by faith and not by sight, Lord God. Lord, that you would help their unbelief, Lord God, when they, when they falter, Lord God, that you would remind them through your word, Lord God, that it's already all right, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that your word has gone out and it would not return unto you, Lord, Lord God. And all that have listened and heard your word, that they would share it with others, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, 
for the harvest right now. In the name of Jesus, we pray. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. Well, stay tuned. There are going to be some important announcements from our ministry. Just stay tuned. And until next time, keep looking up and expect some wonderful things to happen to you. Amen. When Christian Speak Talk Radio is a nonprofit ministry, we are dedicated to spreading the gospel of Jesus through our programs and special guests. We exist through the generous support of our listeners. If you are being blessed through this ministry and would like to give a love offering, go to our website and click on our donation page. Your donation will be processed through PayPal. Our prayer is that you may prosper, be in good health, even as your soul You're listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. Join us for our weekly broadcast. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.